We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. She is L I S A V. V L I S A. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? you like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> oh, you should have said space V. Space V. Okay, so let's do it again. She's L I S A space V. It's not, it don't sound the same. It's not I don't weird. know. I'm not gonna spell your name. It's too long. <laughs> He's, he's Randall Keith. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in case you didn't know, you are here for brunch culture. We are here, yes. yeah, for another episode the weekly of brunch podcast. Culture. Well, sometimes weekly podcasts where everything is up for. We're gonna say weekly because we aspire to be. We're gonna speak it into existence. Yes. That's what we're gonna do. That's We've, what we want to be. Yeah, that's what we want. We were weekly. Well, we have. We've been. We've been, We've been you know, week and a half ish. Yeah, week and a half ish. But one of our listeners told us that they un- we understand. Everybody understand. We all, you know, we young professionals out here making it. So we're not gonna make excuses. Yeah. And yeah. Excuses are lies wrapped around our reasons as uh my you remember I told you that that, that guy I was dating in high school told me that. Oh, and I was yeah, just like, you trying to see him, right? <laughs> Huh? Wasn't it because you you were like standing him up and like not really trying to kick it with him? No, it was something else. That wasn't him. That was another guy that I was standing oh. up. But and that's why I feel like I'm putting too much out there. Right, Lisa. Oh, breaking heart since high school. That's what you've been doing, Lisa. No, that was college. That was just that was one. That was just too much. I he was just doing too much. <laughs> so you've been doing it since in high school and in college. So you ain't learned your lesson, basically. <laughs> <laughs> all of that you, you ain't learn nothing basically well you know enough about my life <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pusha T has really blasted Drake on his mm. um, that was a lot it like, was a lot man, and it was a, it was a short song it was a short song and like a lot of stuff happened in a very short amount of time it's not even like a full was it like two Two and a half minutes or something like that. It's not yeah, even. Yeah, but I'm like, you can't even pick on your your friend. That, you can't pick on somebody friend that's dying. Like I just. Yeah, so I that, feel like you went too far. That know? was kind of trash. That was really. But so what I was thinking, and I don't know. I actually wanted to look up a like a timeline of everything that happened. Um, because I was like, well, did he say something to push about Pusha T, or maybe like. I thought it was just that he revived his career and he sent him that invoice, that fake invoice. I thought that was it. And then he came back like talking about how his daddy wasn't there and how his mom never got married. I was just like, man. Well, no. So, I, I mean, not not Drake. Uh, Drake's homeboy. What's the guy's name? I can't think of oh, what the one that has MS. Uh that's what I'm saying. Like, did he say something directly to Pusha T? Because maybe, like, Pusha T is kind of oh, okay. like, yeah, maybe it's like, well, I kind of, I'm going to throw you under the bus 
because this, but it's a little, it's still a little messed up because it's, I don't know, it, it is, so it's rap beef, right? And like, it's rap battling. And so it's kind of one of those things, uh, I kind of feel like you put it in the same spaces like comedians. You know how comedians get the chance to kind of do something that's a little, like normally it's like, but you do it for the sake of, oh, it was like a joke or funny. Like it's not actually meant to to hurt anybody. You're meant to kind of like laugh. If you get that type of humor, you laugh at it. And then if not, you just move on. It's not like a direct offensive type thing. So I'm thinking like, you know, it's a rap battle i think that's kind of what he's like all right like i kind of get i get a pass because of this because i'm not talking about everybody with ms i'm just talking about this one individual that i have a problem with i don't know that's why i tried to give it to him but because that was a little it was real uncomfortable that part was like hey, all right yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's a little that's a, that's a little that's a little messed up but People been so it's been interesting through this whole throughout this whole thing. I've actually been pretty neutral. I've just kind of just been enjoying like the memes that came that came along with it. Really, for me, it's like okay, cool. Um, it's interesting though to see how like infrared. So I infrared. I listen to infrared. Um, and then I list only I listen to infrared. I want to say after like Drake's Dubby disc came out. I think. Yeah, I listened to, to Infrared. And people, everybody's like, oh, you know, Drake, body push a T. He need to go back. You know, his career is over as if he ever had one. Like, people just going in, right? What's interesting to mm-hmm. me is people don't even remember that Pusha T was a part of the clips. And so <laughs> it was interesting because I was, like, on Instagram, and I kept seeing people saying, like, this new rapper. And I was like, fam, Pusha T is not a new rapper. And it's like, you know, he's never been, you know, he never really, no, nobody even know who he is. He's never been on. It's like, but y'all, everybody who's anybody was making beats at your, at the, the, the lunch table in high school or middle school to, uh, grinding the clips. Like everybody was doing it. That was just like the one thing that everybody was trying to make a beat to. Right. So y'all uh-huh. know you, if you don't remember that it's Pusha T, you've heard him. You're like he was on before Drake was on, right? You should know who Pusha T is, but most of these people, most most of these people don't. So I feel like that's kind of one thing of like everybody was, oh, you know, Drake just bodied him, yada yada yada. Well, Pusha T's response comes out, and then everybody, oh, Drake is, you know, it's over for Drake. He can't say nothing, yada yada yada. And I'm just like, it's only a matter of time before Drake drops something else and then it's going to shift. And it's just, that's why I was like, I'm not get, I can't get into this to say like, oh, this person's better. I obviously, obviously it's like, you know, <laughs> push a teaser response was hard, but I'm not going to go back and forth or who body who or who's one up. Cause I feel like, yo, this, the tide honestly is going to shift as soon as a new person drop a new track. Like, that's just that's that's what it is i don't see anybody that is people were dissecting these drake lyrics and saying like they're so great and as soon as the story of adonis came out then it was just like oh everything is shifted and then on top of the fact that i think honestly even seeing the artwork with like the whole drake and blackface thing 
that whole discussion it was interesting seeing how it came out and i kept seeing it all over the explore page like everybody was talking about it right i'm seeing it everywhere people saying oh drake is so trash for this yada 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 then the minute drake releases his little like insta story press release then everybody is like oh well, you got to think more about it. Do your research. You know, before you comment on it, do your research. And it was like, well, fam, before Drake said anything, were you researching? Like, you're only quote unquote doing your research now that Drake has made a statement. Like, I just, it just, it, just, it reminds me of how fickle the internet is. And I was like, yeah, I can't really. I, let's just enjoy <laughs> the memes. Let's get a laugh when I can get a laugh and let's move on. Like, I can't be really too invested in this because this ain't going to work. You know who I'm trying not to get invested in? Kim K going to the White House to talk about criminal justice reform. Don't waste your time. Because the more I think about it, the more angry I become. Because I'm just like, how in the world did you get picked out of all people? Like, you have never, and I've known, advocated for anybody on the margins. The only person you advocated for is you, your makeup, and your your empire. <laughs> Come on, you and your makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known the Kardashians to advocate for the margins. Only person I've seen them advocate for is Lamar Odom when he went through his stuff. And and that was because they wanted the camera crews to be in there. Exactly. I just, you know, so maybe she's doing it because she got robbed. Did she get robbed? Was she robbed? <laughs> she was robbed, but dang. <laughs> like, maybe she's doing it because she got robbed. Um, I'm trying to find some kind of... I'm trying to find... That's the only connection. I'm sh- I'm pulling at straws here to try to find something that makes sense. Because this does not make sense at all. So, I... I was initially frustrated, but I think I'm... And I won't say initially, but still... It is a little... It's just kind of annoying, right? It's annoying mainly because, well, first off, let me let me start off. We're gonna we're gonna treat this like you know training that you get in like corporate America. Like tell somebody the good stuff they do, and then say like what they can improve on, and then say like what the good thing is they do again. We're gonna take that approach. So I'll say I'm gonna start off with I think it's great that Kim Kardashian is trying to advocate for this woman Alice was it Alice Johnson um, to. To, to get out of prison right um for clemency she's i i think it's great that she's doing that i think that's a good thing all right so here's what i think we can work on <laughs> i think it's good that she's take she's using her celebrity her platform her influence to help one person that she said that she was on twitter and she saw this story i think that like now this or somebody did she saw the story she was really moved by it and so she immediately got like her attorneys and her legal team and just started really trying to get them to figure out what they can do to help this woman miss johnson right she's Mm -hmm. great i think that's amazing what's a bit annoying is that this is she to me what the frustrating part is there are people that are actually out here doing major work on prison reform um there mm-hmm. are people that are obviously trying to approach it from a legal standpoint people that are giving talks to explain like you know what's going on the pervasiveness of uh the prison system when it as it it as it pertains to people of color and its its impact um there are people that are legit doing a lot, a lot, a lot of work. 
I don't know if I'm really frustrated with her specifically, if I'm frustrated with the administration, if I'm frustrated with the media. It might be like a, a, a bowl of all of it. But it's frustrating that you see somebody that just has this platform that, you know, is a, a, a reality TV star that is kind of being put in this light of going to the leader of the free world and able to sit down and have a conversation simply because like, Oh, I find this interesting. Right. Oh, I find that this is something that's heartbreaking. I think it. I'm frustrated because I'm like, as a society, we've kind of created a space where this thing can happen. And this is somebody that doesn't have a lot of details in depth. And even if she has been researching, um, um, I think it's like Donald Trump Jr. was saying, like, you know, she's been doing a lot of research. And so she's been learning about it. But it's like she is not really the bulk of what she knows is probably really just kind of reading like highlighted stuff. Right. She's hearing it from somebody else. There are people that are actually out here doing the work and the but the person that has the platform to really advocate for one person is somebody that has a reality TV special. That to me is frustrating because I'm like, guys, we are putting people's lives and, and, and things that affect people live people's lives in the hands of people that are winning the popularity contest. Like that mm-hmm. to me is it's it's disturbing because it's like, yo, we don't do want you... qualified people. We yeah. just want people with Twitter followers. Exactly. That's real. Honestly, that's really it. That's really it. That's it's like forget qualifications. Forget the amount of work that you've done. For, forget the amount of understanding that you have and the level of nuance that you grasp and you're able to understand and kind of work through multiple ways. Forget all of that. How many social media followers do you have? Oh, this is going to be amazing. Oh yeah. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. That to me is kind of, that's, that's what bothers me. And then also keep saying people saying like, Oh, Kim Kardashian is sitting down to discuss prison reform. I, I think seeing those headlines while they may be they could be considered a little misleading i still think it's frustrating because it's like yo you say like yo what are you when we hear i think i sent i sent you something on instagram uh it was like a video of kim kardashian talking about like scott disick not being included in her game because she doesn't want his bad energy and somebody somebody Mm -hmm. sent that to me and i saw it and i was like this is the level of conversation that we see that this person has often, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the standard of way that she has conversations. I, I, I would like to have seen them say Kim Kardashian is working with, you know, professional insert name, doctor insert their name, uh, masters insert their name that is really focused on prison reform. She linked up with them because she was really passionate about this and she came with that person to discuss this because she recognizes that they're qualified. To me, that's like, this is somebody that realizes, hey, you know, I'm leveraging my platform with your knowledge to get this done. But it's more so if this is the person that is saying, hey, my platform qualifies me to do this. I'm going to, you know, ask some questions and I'm going to go in and discuss prison reform and hopefully we'll get some stuff that's going to happen. And it's like, I don't really, this don't really seem, it seems like a photo op. And immediately when it was done, yeah. a photo Michelle was Alexander out. wrote a whole book on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if we were really concerned, maybe ta- reach out to her, say, Hey girl, like 
I'm really passionate about this. I recognize I don't know everything. I'm not trying to to be perceived as, you know, Miss, I got all the prison reform knowledge, but you got a whole book that people keep talking about people that are in the community that's highly affected by this. You come on over, girl. Let's go talk to the president together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or run me some pointers of write, write me a speech <laughs> of what I should say. Without that that level of like expertise, I'm really trying to fathom like what was said during this meeting. It like um like I just really think that like uh it's like really sad and like I just can't believe that it like happened. And it's crazy because her husband I don't know if you remember this, but on um what's that show? What's that um Breakfast Club? Kanye talked about how disconnected from the world Kanye was. I mean, um, Charlamagne talked about how disconnected, like he doesn't even watch the news. He doesn't know what's going on. So if he's not informed by the news, that means that his wife wasn't that you were every informed. Yeah. And that's to give you stuff. So then you send the uninformed to the white house to advocate for those who are being marginalized for this. That's stupid. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. The level of knowledge that was gained is likely very, very surface. So what type of conversations, plans or even questions like, hey, I have questions about why you are complacent or comfortable with this thing being what level of conversation in depth are we getting to with somebody that is for everything that we see? Is very not, you know, plugged into this thing. And this is not to say that she can't do it. So I, I've been following, you know, on social media, seeing what people have to say about it. And it's very, very interesting to me to see how many people think that, you know, this is an amazing idea and she's so great and wonderful and all this other stuff, right? Again, we started off by saying, I started off by saying what I thought was good about what she was doing, which I honestly think she doesn't have to do it, right? So I think the fact that she's doing it, standing up for this one person, I think it's amazing. But I think we have a problem when we start taking that as like, oh yeah, Kim Kardashian is doing this like, well, but we got to recognize that she not really qualified. So is her platform just going to save one person or is her platform going to be the catalyst to save multiple people? Because she's coming in here with hardcore facts. She's talking about something in a way that it can actually spark some sort of wait, I never thought about it like that. Wait, this actually makes sense. Hey, thank you for challenging me or pressing me on this. This one point, because now I don't want to just consider Miss Johnson. I want to consider other people that are out there that are kind of like Miss Johnson. So, like, I just don't really know if, you know, Kim K was giving us that. I don't know if we really got that from this meeting. And honestly, from looking at the photo that was tweeted out, I was like, I think both of them was just happy. I think she was happy to say that, like, I'm in the Oval Office. And he was just happy that he had somebody with so many Twitter and Instagram followers that's like, she going to post this and this is going to, you know, make me look good and... I think they both were just happy that. Yeah, but you know they uh, the White House is a reality show, so unfortunately, why not connect the two together? Unfortunately, it really is <laughs> super unfortunate. <laughs> it, it is. It's a reality show, and then she she went back at Ryan Fest for calling out her husband um, about the situation with Donda's house because Ryan Fest was like Kanye said, bump the kids in Chicago. 
Um, and so he called him out and she went back and said, like, you didn't make this an issue when you saw us. Um, we need to take this over because you're not using the finances wisely. And that's why Kanye is not giving. Um, it just was very, very interesting. So I'm not going to say too much because she actually is my roast for this week. Um, (laughs) I really want to go in, but what I will say about that whole thing is like, it makes you question again, a person's depth when they respond the way that she responded to Rhymefest, like to Rhymefest comments and just on a very, very surface level, if she was hurt, bothered by what he said, she has access to him. If she's engaged, is familiar with Donda's house. I'm sure they have like an office main line that she can like get in contact with them. It was an easy, hey, look, fam, I'm calling you because I saw this and this is my husband. I'm really concerned. I'm concerned about Donda's house. I'm concerned about what you're saying. I don't like what you're saying. What you're saying. I ask that you retract your statement. I'm going to be forced or pressed to actually respond in defense. But I also want you to recognize that we are here. I am here. Let me know what's going on. I This is my husband. He loves Donda's house. And I know this. So I love Donda's house. What we doing? In true Kim Kardashian way, that's not what she did, obviously. Like, not even close to that. So, to me, again, we start thinking about, like, what what are your motives? Why are you doing this thing? Like, what what's the real goal? Is the goal to get attention? Or is the goal to really fix an issue or a problem? I think it might just be attention. Yeah, Exactly. And any and other random news, Starbucks had diversity training to teach people how to treat black people like human beings. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because obviously there needs to be a whole day dedicated to the fact that we are people just like everybody else. And we should be treated with decency, just like everybody else. Kudos to Starbucks. Yeah. For just, you know being willing to put the money behind here to let people know that we are people we're not apes as some of them would probably have us uh like to think about us um you know we're people too and we like to sit down in starbucks and use free wi-fi and get ac just like everybody all the other people that do it yeah you know i wonder how that training looked well, I watched uh, MSNBC did like a special of like race in America type thing on the day that Starbucks did the training. Um, and so they had some of the apparently they actually reached out to some legit people. Valerie Jared, I guess they reached out to her as well. They reached out to like former attorney general, general Eric Holder. And there was another there was another lady that they reached out to who was actually really vocal um, in the special that I watched. And so apparently it is actually good. They played some of the clips from the training and it seemed to be really good. Um, I'll say kudos to Starbucks for doing this, because I think that we haven't seen other we haven't seen other like large corporations take this type of approach. Right. So you have mm-hmm. such a big problem and you guys not only say that, you know, we're going to change our policies and we're going to address that, but you actually really say, Hey, we're going to close down at 8,000 plus stores to actually give this training. I feel like on one accord, you know, it's kind of like, 
why we gotta do this but then another chord i'm like thank you for doing this because unfortunately there are some people that are out here that need to learn what racial bias is learn that they Uh have racial bias understand where it comes from and how it happens and how you need to check it um i think to me certain things are common sense but i'm i'm saying that as a black man so it's kind of like you know, this is my life experience. And so I feel like life, when you go have certain experiences, life kind of teaches you to be empathetic and considerate of other people. Not everybody does it, but I feel like you have like a little a better basis. And just some people, they just don't. You, They really are raised in spaces where they don't have to think about nobody else but themselves. They don't have to do anything but what they want to do. And so I say kudos to Starbucks for doing it. Um, but one of the articles that I was reading, it was like a recap of an employee from Starbucks that was, she was anonymous, but she was basically saying her first response was, you know, why the F we got to have a train and teaching people not to be racist? Like, why is that needed in 2018? Like, why do I have to teach you this? But she ended up saying like, after doing the training, like, you know what? I'm actually glad that this happens because I felt this way watching the videos they're saying all the things that I feel, but when I say it, nobody hears it. And so the fact that everybody in the company is having to sit down and listen to not just me saying it or not just one person saying it, but multiple people saying it. And then there starts this dialogue where you create this space where people are saying, hey, I'm here to listen to you give your story or tell me how I've made you feel and people can actually like internalize it. I think it's a good thing that, you know, the space was there. I feel like we as black people are just kind of like, I mean, come on. Like, really? It's not that hard, yo. But, you know, I, I just say kudos to, to Starbucks for at least doing it. Like, you shouldn't have to, but glad you did, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, y'all tell us what y'all think about our mimosas at or hashtag chat BC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would love to interact with you. And we'll be back with our main dish. All right, guys, we are back with our main dish and the main dish this week we want to get into. So everybody knows that uh, Roseanne lost a show we talked about the roseanne show like was it first the first the first premiere this first episode we talked about it here on this show mm-hmm. and neither one of us were super excited about it um and you know we kind of gave our opinion on it but i i feel like we kind of warned you guys <laughs> that yeah roseanne obviously just kind of let it what would could be said to be subtle compared to what she just did no you know her political views how she feels about people of color um yeah and so she recently this past week went on this twitter rampage and she started tweeting all this stuff and she said about valerie jared that she is like the mix of the muslim she said muslim brotherhood Plus, uh, Planet of the Apes equals Valerie Jarrett. So, Valerie Jarrett, if you guys don't know, was a uh, senior advisor to President Barack Obama during the Obama administration. She was there the entire administration. Um, and so, 
yeah, she, people on Twitter started to be like, what? Started to go in. She uh, she took it down, took deleted the tweet. She apologized. But ABC said, nope, you know what? We are going to cancel your show. Um, I think Wanda Sykes initially said that she wasn't coming back to the Roseanne show. And then that kind of started, you know, people talking about it. Then ABC was like, you know what? All right. We you're just not gonna have a show. We're gonna take it back, and so of course, when things like this happen, people start to holler about like you know First Amendment rights, our our right of freedom of speech, and so the discussion that we want to have today is in situations like this that happened. Something that happened with Roseanne is she gave her opinion. She tweeted it right. She put it in social media. She didn't verbalize it. Uh, she didn't say it like from her mouth on like a public platform or like a a television show or anything but she just tweeted it out these are her thoughts and her opinions we have this idea of like you know is social media a big deal is it not a big deal she put she tweeted out those are her personal opinions should she be should she lose her show and is losing her show somehow infringing upon her first amendment rights because she's she should be allowed to say what she wants to say kind of freely and and people argue that now in the space of a lot of backlash or you know social media kind of dragging people and then obviously advertisers and supporters the like kind of pulling back from that and them seemingly getting punished people getting punished for what they say is it is it a bad thing like should we not be doing this and this is this somehow infringing upon uh people's first amendment rights what do you think well, you know, with the ABC and Roseanne thing, I'll preface it by saying I think it's about money and not about them really caring about us as people. Um, I said that to you before we got we got on air, because um, you know, we, and you had mentioned the blackish thing. Um, I think it's a fine line. Um, with our like free speech and first amendment rights. So I guess we have the freedom to say whatever we want. We don't have the freedom of the consequence for what we say. Right. And so I think that's the line of me trying to navigate with the whole thing, whether it's like she's invoking her freedom of speech, but then again, your freedom of speech comes to another level when you are a public figure. Um, and so it's like, you don't have the necessarily freedom when what you say affects so many other people. Right. Um, and so hers, what she's saying is constantly representing herself, but she's also representing an organization. She's representing her show. And so all of those views can be everything she says can be attached to those organizations. So she ca- she has to when you say that as a as a public figure that's attached to other organizations, you have to um, take into consideration that you are not saying it on solely behalf of yourself. You're saying it on behalf of those organizations as well. Your f- to an extent is not the same level of freedom of speech as an individual person that's not connected to any other organization. And so the consequence for that is going to be different. 
Am I making sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree. I think that exactly what you said. And this is something that the reason that I really wanted to kind of discuss it is because I feel like that's obvious. That's common knowledge. But it (laughs) seemed like so many people just was missing it. And I honestly, I felt like people that were trying to defend, you know, this not being an infringement on her her first amendment rights they weren't even getting grasping the point of fam she was able to say what she said right nobody is Mm -hmm. stopping her from saying what she's saying if you want to say it you can you just she didn't even have to get off twitter right she decided to get off twitter she could have said what she Mm -hmm. said and stayed on twitter and kept saying it but you can't control people's responses to what you say. So if you say something that is racist, that is xenophobic, that's homophobic or whatever, you have the right and the protection under the First Amendment to 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 say and voice your opinion and say what you want to say. But what you don't have the right to do is control how people respond to what you say. And when you're in a when you are a public figure and you're in this public space and there are multiple people that like you, right? And so you yeah. have black people that like the Roseanne show. You have black people that were extremely excited. I, don't still, I still don't understand it. I still don't understand it. <laughs> they had, it was, was, it was yeah. like 19 million viewers. Like, you have people that love this show, Roseanne. I remember, like I said before, like I remember being a kid and it was a big deal. A lot of people liked the Roseanne show because they represented this you know working class family that a lot of people were able to identify with and so obviously people weren't relating from the standpoint of race which i don't remember i don't know if race was really addressed a lot in the first the iteration of the show but you know definitely them being working class people hard-working people people that are just trying to you know they work in a factory they're just trying to like keep the the bills paid make end meets ends meet and raise a family and just try to enjoy each other through then i think that's what people identify with a lot of people can identify with it so when you make these statements you offend them right everybody Uh who's anybody knows that referring to a black person as any type of primate is racist we just know that right that's a fact so but don't you don't isn't it so funny how they don't understand what they're saying is offensive they quote unquote don't understand but they still they still and yet say it one of the one of the things that people trying to say that like she didn't know that that was a racial slur was like well why would she say it like she actually thought she knew she wasn't giving Valerie Jarrett kudos then because if she was and she should have been like, oh, I think she Valerie Jarrett, like, right. She was trying to be funny. She was trying to make an underhanded remark and it backfired. Right. So to me, it's like we can't even you can't you can't try to justify her actions and say that she didn't know, but then also have to accept the fact that she used it for a reason. Like she specifically used, you know, a Planet of the Apes because she knew that comparing this person to Planet of the Apes actually meant something. And would somehow, and she knew also she knows, which I'm pretty sure if somebody compared her to Planet of the Apes or any type of monkey, she wouldn't feel good about it, right? She wouldn't think it's like, oh, this is true. So she knew what she was doing. So trying to play this whole argument of like, oh, I didn't know, that's dumb, obviously, and it's not believable. But I think that going back to the the argument of like freedom of speech is like, yo, you can't, 
you can't get upset because the public responds in a way in a certain way that says like, hey, I disapprove and I don't want to mess with you because of that. And then, as you mentioned with ABC, it's a numbers thing like, you know, (laughs) I wasn't so impressed by the fact that. ABC canceled. I was actually pretty shocked. First off, I was really shocked. But then they I started did that to think, so fast. Yeah, because it happened really, really fast, right? It happened, In a twenty-four hour period, I was like, "Dang!" It happened really fast. But what I wouldn't be surprised though is that a lot of the sponsors during her and I, I didn't watch the show at all. I didn't even watch the first episode, so I don't even know what the sponsors look like. I don't know, you know what what it was but oftentimes so the tv works in the way that you know you have a show that airs at a certain time slot and then you have sponsors that want their their ads run during that time well because this show is targeting people that are like working class people i'm quite sure a lot of those sponsors are targeting minorities if minorities uh-huh. check, if she makes this statement and minorities check out of this show, well, my target audience, I'm not reaching my target audience. So I'm going to eventually pull my ad dollars, my sponsorship dollars, because I don't want to be shown during this time because my people are going to be watching the people that I'm trying to target to get to buy my whatever. They're not going to be watching there. So I think it was an immediate numbers thing. Like this is really bad press. This is going to look really bad, but honestly sponsors are probably going to pull out because of what she said. And if you think about it, she offended Muslim people uh, and she offended black people. And so it's like that group is very diverse, right? That, that group of people Mm -hmm. is very diverse. I'm quite sure that these advertisers are targeting those people specifically. You can't offend those people and think that you're just gonna, you know, people going to stay there. And so I think ABC's response was definitely, definitely very like financially driven, but either way, it's like, I mean, what did you think was going to happen, lady? Like, you can't, you got to know. And to me, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't feel bad for her because it's like, you got to know your, you got to know what you're doing, right? You got to know if if you are the leader of a show, right? And you're the head of the show, you're the star, the show, it, it's your name. It's about you. You kind of got to know what's involved in it. So it's not just about you coming and delivering the lines or, or, or writing the joke or the comedy. It's like, well, who is this touching? Who am I reaching with this? This is who I want to reach. But let's look at the numbers and see who I'm actually reaching. Where what are my fan base? What's my fan base? Where is this coming from? Oh, my fan base looks like this. Even if I am a racist, be a smart racist. Like, maybe I don't want to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I, this is my thing. Like, if I was a racist, I'd be like, look, you know, I'm just not going to mess up my money. So let me figure out how I can, like, you know, believe what I believe, but not piss enough people off so that I don't lose my stuff. Because I'm going to be smart. Like, I can be racist, but I'm going to be smart. But it's like, you ultimately don't even care about that. It really just shows but how I much. I think she's thinking the Trump era, she was protected. Yeah. And th- that's it. I, I 100% agree. I think <laughs> I think that she honestly thinks that those same people that voted for uh Donald Trump are the people that's her core. Those are the main people. Uh-huh. And so if she says anything that she can get them to kind of vouch for, it's like, Oh, I'm covered in my mind. And maybe I'm being, you know, naive. But what I like to think is that all of those people, 
aren't racist, right? Maybe (laughs) ill-informed. Maybe not good listeners. Maybe not good critical thinkers, but not all racist. That's just what I want to think, right? And so in my mind, some of them read the tweets or heard of the tweets and was like, oh no, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm MAGA down, but... You can't say anything overtly racist. Now, again, I know I'm reaching, but that's what I like to think, honestly, because I'm like, I just don't think it was so it was honestly so very careless. And and to see that she has I remember watching that one like late night special that she was on when she's talking about the reboot of the show. And there were a couple things that she said in there that gave me pause. But I remember thinking she's doing it in the way that it's very hard to to call her on it right uh-huh. what a lot of times we see with people especially in the maga era is there are things that people feel and that people are saying but they are that are offensive but they do it in such a way that people that don't have your shared experience will look at you like you're crazy because it's not so overt. They don't just get it. But this thing was so obvious and so overt that nobody could argue the contrary. Like it just, you honestly, anybody who's everybody, even again, the MAGA down people, I feel like they'd be like, yeah, that was, that was racist, man. Like (laughs) we've always known that referring to black people as monkeys of any type, that's racist like we we just know it right there's no way of getting around it and so i feel like because it was so overt there was just there was nothing she could do i think she she said um i was reading a headline that was saying that she said that she tried everything uh to plead with abc to not cancel her show but nothing she was willing to do anything but nothing would work and it was like you were really willing to do anything but not tweet racist stuff and not be a racist You know, what's intriguing me is the cowardly way that she exited Twitter. Because you you were so bold 24 hours before, and then your your solution to this is to not be on Twitter. No, the solution is to not be racist. That's it. That's it. But you can be on Twitter and not tweet anything offensive. But that requires you to accept your wrong. That requires you to have a degree of personal responsibility, which is very obvious that she doesn't have. Um, even if she thought ABC's decision was extreme. Her getting off Twitter was extreme. Was equally as extreme if she's measuring, like, you know, if she thinks that's extreme. Right. You know, it's just, for me, it's like, you are that level of cowardliness um, is just interesting to me. Right. And um, th- that you feel like you need to exit that space. And to be to be honest, she only exited because she didn't want to. She didn't want the backlash. She didn't want to have to see the backlash. I'll say uh-huh. that she she didn't want to have to constantly get inundated with people disagreeing with her, with people going in on her, with people probably ripping her to shreds and tearing her apart. And that's the part to me that becomes cowardly because you. You're fine with, and we see this oftentimes, right? We see this happen with so many people in this day and time that you're perfectly fine with offending other people. 
Mm-hmm. When somebody says something that's or offensive or hurts your feelings or that's ill on you, you get really in your feelings. You don't understand how this is acceptable. You don't get why people are not outraged that you're being treated in such a way. And this is just so bad. But it's like you aren't equally as disturbed when you do it to other people or when you sit by idly and allow this to be done or say it by anybody else. Um, this shit, but can't take it. Right. A lot of. A lot of the conversations that I was kind of initial conversations that I was having with people was like, dang, you know, if I was a cast member, I'll be really upset because, you know, she just ruined my job. Like, I didn't make those tweets. She was the one that said it like this is really messed up. But I, I Jeff Johnson said something I thought I was like, yo, it's, it's a- absolutely right. It's like, hey, you joined something in that type of space, right? Because this is a reboot. Um, You guys are obviously known for these roles um and you guys are all getting residual checks from the reruns anyway so y'all all signed up to be a part of this show that you could everybody could tell was in this very like anti you know poc light conda and then you also know the type of person that she kind of she is at least now maybe you didn't know it back then but you kind of can see the type of person she is now well you signed on to be a part of that so at at some point in time you're kind of an accomplice of your leader's actions or thought process i can't really feel too bad for you because she you know stopped being pc about it and just became very overt and you lost your job as a result of that you kind of knew what you were signing up for you know what i'm saying like i i really think that it's really only people that are maybe trying to get their start off in the entertainment business that has to like work on this space maybe those are the only people that i could say well maybe i feel bad that you lost your job but for the most part all of you guys you're known for this role like you've been in these roles before i'm sure you guys got to read scripts uh the first season of scripts kind of engage what's this about what kind of conversations are we having who is this person is the roche zan show going to be what it was 20 years ago or is it gonna be like this new form of roseanne that maybe i don't sit well with and i feel like all of her castmates were just kind of like oh yep you know we're down for it we think that it's going in a great direction and at least me, I'm kind of like, uh, this is what y'all trying to do? Like, y'all literally got a comment according to, and again, I'll, full disclosure, I didn't watch any of the episodes. So according to a podcast that I listened to, Still Processing, they said that there was like at one point where she basically says like, you know, she tells her husband, you didn't miss anything on television because the, it was only shows about like blacks and Asians and they're just like us. We don't need you don't need to see hear about them or something like that, which was kind of like, wait, what? Wow. Yeah. And so it's it's very blatant and very obvious that Well, that's probably why she thought she could get away with it, because it's like I say these kinds of stuff in my show. So I'm Roseanne on right. and off the show. So why are you why are you why would they be mad now? Because I just said it in real life. You yeah. know. And she's she's traditionally been controversial, too. So I think a, a, another angle that Roseanne was probably trying to do with this stuff is like, oh, I'm a controversial figure. You know, I push the envelope and that's how I get conversation stars. I'm a comedian. I'm I'm a funny person. And so I get a pass to say things that other people can't say, but I'm going to do it in this way because, you know, I'm Roseanne like. 
know. I don't. I, I really don't. I I don't feel bad for her at all, and I definitely don't think that we are. It's stopping her first amendment, amendment right because it's like, yo, say what you want. You're right. Like we that that literally means nobody can throw you in jail because of how, what you said. Um, you can't be arrested because of what you said. Like that's that's how you feel. You put out how you feel, but the general public is well in their right to respond the way that they want to respond and so if they respond by saying i don't want to mess with you no more i don't want to support what you got going on and then the network that relies on those people's interests in order to pay their salaries and yours and keep the business going says hey we're gonna sever ties because this could affect our bottom line then fam that's really that's on you like you can't be you really can't be mad at anybody but yourself because that just is what it is yeah so i don't even know but you know what there's the did you see the lady who talked about um donald trump's daughter ivanka trump Mm -hmm. and she was like uh kind of go dance in front of your daddy was it like that it was something like go do something from in front of your daddy to help him make better decisions like whoa, alluding whoa. to the fact that yeah and so she was on the other end of the spectrum and so they were asking for her to be like why didn't she have the same consequence as Roseanne and was it like this she apologized and said it was inappropriate what she said about Ivanka is it Ivanka I can never yeah it's yeah, Ivanka it's, it's, it's Ivanka Wait, so she told Ivanka, like, go dance for your dad or in front of your dad or something like that? Yeah, to she, get him. it was a part of her set on, on her show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little... It's, um, it's a little weird, but it also is like... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's also coming from somebody that said, like, his daughter's a nice piece of ass. Like, I don't... <laughs> I, I, you know, like, it's not... It's weird, and I don't know if I would have said that cause just because I think that whole thing, whether it exists or not, it's just weird. That's real weird, and it's sick, and I just don't know. But I would be like, yeah, but, you know, it's she's kind of making a joke, but honestly based off something that's very similar to what he himself has said about his daughter. Like, <laughs> I don't, what? <laughs> like that's you know that's like a yeah that's that, that's really it's it ain't right because i think it i think i would be disturbed like just if i would heard that i'd have been like uh yeah that's real awkward like i don't know if i would tell somebody to like do that but if i'm like oh well contextually if i think about why you said this fam we actually have video footage of this person agreeing with somebody else that's gawking over his daughter being like huh, yeah i agree or saying something like i think he said something like if i was like if i wasn't her dad you know i would be or something like that which was like wait what how this is nasty like no 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 this is your child like how would you ever that's how did your mind, how did you even fix your lips and in, in, in your mind? And how did you get to that space? That's disgusting as hell. Like what? Exactly. And that is unbelievably still the president of the United States. And I, for the life of me, don't understand it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I... that he is our president. It just baffles me every time I see him. 
This is America. You can buy the fact that don't catch him slipping. Isn't that the right line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because last week I got it. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure that I got it right this time. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, this this whole... Oh, one thing, one other thing I wanted to say about the whole Roseanne thing was, like, the whole Ambien thing. I just thought it was real hilarious that, like, the company, oh, the parent company, <laughs> they were like, Yo, you know, we got a lot of side effects, but racism is not a known side effect, fam. Like, people, like, nobody's been doing that, fam. And then, of course, the internet and their... In their in the classic way of the internet handling things, people started to tweet out, you know, when they took Ambien, all of the crazy stuff they did. So it was this person that was like, um, I did a backflip off the side of a bridge. Uh it was just like all this crazy stuff that people's done. It's like, but I still I didn't they make me a racist. Like <laughs> like I was doing this, I was climbing up the wall. I like, you know, dug into the trash can and ate some garbage. But it didn't make me racist, like Yeah. Love the internet. But wouldn't wouldn't Ambien bring out... It's like being drunk. It brings out your real thoughts. Yeah, because it It doesn't... I think it's a sleep aid, right? Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. It makes you more free with what you already... What you already think and what's already in you. It's not like creating some world and some different character. Exactly. And I just think it's it's a cheap thing for you to blame medicine on your um, bad character. Right. Right. Because it really, I I, I was um, I was watching something they were talking about, like what ambient does, and I think they said that it's a sleep aid, and it really is kind of as as you do you know how like when you sleepy you might say something that you really wouldn't normally say because mm-hmm. it's kind of like your guards are down almost like being intoxicated like your guards are down so you're a lot more free or loose lip what you what you normally feel it doesn't make you hallucinate or see things that aren't you just are more emboldened to say the stuff that you want to say so essentially that's what it was doing that's what it did to her like she normally felt this way would normally say this stuff and she just tweeted it out and then she's like oh you know it was i was ambient tweeting and they're like nah fam you weren't doing that we ain't never we ain't never made a racist we done made a many of things but we ain't made a racist like yeah but you know tyrese blamed that medicine when he was doing all that crazy stuff he said it was ambient too no, it wasn't Ambien. Oh. He said it was some other medicine, but I think that's the celebrity way. When all else fails, blame what you're taking. Probably because most of them be taking so much stuff that it's just like it's just. Let's just pick a drug. Choose that. Yeah, but she went on drugs when she said all that other stuff. So I think this is just who she is. Trash. Just <laughs> trash from start. <laughs> Without a show. Man, I feel unemployed. Bad for all trash. those people. The sad thing is, all those other people who were on the show with her and woke up and was like, "Dang!" Like, probably made plans because they like, "Man, we got a hit show and security," <laughs> and then wake up and then like, "Dang, I don't got no job no more." There's a meme all because you couldn't stop tweeting. There's a meme that says something like, "Um, you know, imagine just getting settled in with your new Roseanne chicks." <laughs> And boom, you unemployed. Like, and it's it's like a picture of uh, what's it? Is it John Amos? Is that the guy's name? Uh, the husband. He's like sitting there with like the screw face because it is it's per- perfect. I'm gonna have to find it and send it to you. But it's it literally 
it's there. Like, yo, you you just chilling. Y'all just wrapped the, the, the first season. You know, you like, yo, the people love it. The ratings are high. We ready for this second season. I'm finna go buy this. I'm gonna invest in this. I'm gonna do this. And boom, Roseanne started tweeting. Now you ain't got it. But I did read today that they uh, are apparently talking about a Roseanne spinoff, which I'm still not watching. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess it's the way of y'all getting other people jobs still, but I'm still not watching it. (laughs) I don't care. And I don't think it would do well because I mean I think people watched it for her. Yeah, the appeal was Roseanne and the Roseanne and her laugh and like I don't. I mean, you know, I feel like some people are kind of loyal to certain things, and so maybe maybe it won't be as big. But I feel like they definitely would probably have an audience that likes it. But to me, it's just I know where it comes from. I know the origin, and in my mind, some kind of way, you guys were at least some of them were supportive of who she was and how she felt, and probably feel the same way. So. Yeah, didn't watch Roseanne. Won't be watching that. But you know, who am I? I'm probably. I'm obviously. F- for You're me somebody not with watching, a, a brain that thinks critically. Hey, and as we learn, that is not common. <laughs> so and that's not who they pick to talk about stuff. Apparently, right? We need to get our Twitter followers up so we can actually speak on things that we actually study. Ten people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these followers. Oh, okay, that's that's it. That's that's honestly just a it's just a dangerous thing all around. Like that's a whole other conversation because it just made me think about these little like YouTube stars. Was it Lil Tay and all these people, which I'm just finding out about, and I'm like, wait, what? But they're considered like the new up and coming class of rappers, and it's. Really, it's because they have a million like Twitter followers, and that's it. That's it. That's all it. That's what it takes. Instagram and Twitter followers, and like people like, oh, you're the next class of rappers. Let's bring you to the Billboard Awards. Wait, what? (laughs) Like because you got social media following, but whatever. That's a whole other conversation. Anyway, you guys hit us up. Use the hashtag ChatBC. Let us know what you think about our main dish. Uh, I think we dispelled this idea that we're not infringing upon Roseanne Barr's uh, First Amendment right. But y'all let us know what y'all think. Let us know if you guys agree or disagree or just how you feel about Roseanne as a whole. Are you disappointed that the show's gone? I hope not. But if you are, I'm willing to listen to why you are. Hit us up. Use the hashtag ChatBC and we'll be back with our Toaster Roast. All right, and we are back, and it is time for the toast or roast portion of our show. And this week, I have a roast. As I mentioned earlier, I am going to be roasting Miss Kim Kardashian West. So, Kim Kardashian West, obviously, is always in the media. So, I can't say lately she's been in the media because she's always in the media, right? She's always posting some nude or some half nude or something that we talk about. Well, I'm roasting Miss Kardashian rest for two particular instances. Uh, the very first one is Kanye West talking about, you know, slavery being a choice. And, you know, she's his wife. So she comes out and makes a statement um, and people start talking about Kanye West and mental health. And so she obviously goes to Twitter to release her official statement. Um, and her statement, in summary, read something to the tune of like, 
you know, people don't know Kanye West. He's ahead of his time. You know, he is future thinking. He's in the future and we just can't get where he's at. You know, in 20 years, when people catch up to him, everybody will be talking about how much of a genius he is. Yada, yada, yada. Mental health where he doesn't have any mental health issues. I hate, what did she say? Like she hates when people bring up mental health and Kanye West in the same sentence because it's not the case. Yada, yada, yada. Cool. Right. So that's like her synopsis of that. And then the second situation is this most recent situation with uh, Rhyme Fest and Donda's house. And after Rhyme Fest comments, she comes out and basically start to attack Rhyme Fest and talk about how Rhyme Fest you know, had on some fake Yeezys and didn't make the album and, you know, got subpar beats and all of this stuff, right? So my issue with Kim Kardashian was, is that as, as intelligent as she purports herself to be, as successful and wealthy as she is, in both of these cases, she's missing the, the mark. The whole point of the the argument or the issue at hand she never addresses it addresses it she's always talking about something that is far left and very superficial which to me points out the fact that you're missing it so the Kanye West situation about mental health I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about it who's pretty sensitive to like you know the Kanye West issue and his mental health and my point to them was like, yo, this is his wife. This is somebody that he has said has signed up to take care of him, to be there for him, post his mom. People, the the general public, we don't know. She knows him probably more than anybody else, right? And loves him arguably more than anybody else on this planet. She is saying that he does not have mental health issues. But rather than providing reasons why he doesn't have mental health health issues an analysis of what his doctor has said uh the latest update of a conversation that they had that proves to her that he doesn't have mental health issues she really starts to go in about stuff that don't matter talking about how he's a genius a musical genius and you know he's so future thinking and everybody's just left behind and just need to get on his wave and all of this stuff that's just like Yo, if you really want to help, because I f- feel like for most people, everybody believes, understands, or thinks like, hey, this guy, there's a good chance that he might have some mental health issues and he actually needs some help. Well, if you're the person that's supposed to be helping him, why are you talking about like frivolous stuff? You're supposed to be the person that's standing up for him. You're on Instagram two days later posting a new photo saying, oh, this was just the art for my new bottle of perfume. Like, what are you doing? Like, I just it's you're the person that's charged with caring for this person and you're standing up for him, quote unquote. But a part of really being there for somebody and I say this all the time. Standing up for somebody, you know, having somebody's back is sometimes knowing when to pull them back and when to check them. And while I can say that I think it's a little unfair, just culturally, just different from people be like, oh, you know, look at Jay-Z. He got it together because he got Beyonce and Kanye West don't got it together because he got Kim Kardashian. Like, I feel like it's a little unfair because culturally she probably is not used to dealing with his type of personality or dealing with what he's he's going through and if he does have mental health issues like culturally or not like she probably is not 
capable of handling that but in the same light it's kind of like you actually do more damage when you don't address the issue at hand and you just try to like cover it up and pacify it and make it seem like you don't have a problem in terms of this whole like rhyme fest thing i was extremely annoyed and that's when i knew like i was like yo i gotta roast her because i'm i'm sick of this she has this like rhyme fest says hey we need help and support we have this organization. It's called Donda's House. It's uh, a tribute to Kanye West's mother. Uh, uh, she was amazing. We're great. Kanye West, you know, uh, started this with us or, you know, was helping out in the organization. Kanye West has been MIA. He hasn't been here. We are doing the work for the youth of Chicago. We're still out here helping. You know, we really just want to get Uh, a response from Kanye West or get Kanye West help. Even if you hated the way that he responded to Drake, if you hated what he said, if you're a person that's really trying to address the issue and fix the problem and you're a person that's riding for your man, as she said, I'm going to always ride for my man. I'm going to ride or die or whatever she said in her last little tweet. If you're that person, a part of that comes from, hey, I'm going to make sure that I don't bring any more controversy around his name. I'm going to make sure that I squash it and say, hey, you know what? This is my first time hearing about it. My husband loves Donda's house. Give me a call. Get off Twitter and give me a call. Let's talk about it. Or I just sent you a DM with my number. Let's get on the phone and discuss this because I'm riding for my husband and I know what he's doing. You started to attack old boy's shoes. Talking about you saw him in the studio and he had on some fake Yeezys. If he had on fake Yeezys, Payless shoes, uh, Michael Jordans, or Bobos, like, does it matter? Are you fixing the problem that he has? No, you're not helping him. You're just creating more of a problem. And it just shows how superficial you are. And so when we start to, that's why people like myself and pretty much the most of us, in our age group hear things like you're going to discuss prison reform and we can't buy it because when somebody is having a conversation or an argument or disagreement you're talking about you're basically like picking on them like a high school student like oh you got on some fake shoes some fake yeezys ha 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 your beats are subpar ha 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 you didn't make the album ha 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 do you know how many people don't make the album do you know how many people probably have like fake any kind of shoes but are still important even when she was like oh to most of you guys that don't know who this person is do you know how many billionaires or people that have like are researchers that are creating like incredible you know research findings that are advanced in medicine and and disease do you know how many people that are out there that are extremely important that we don't know their names the fact that your twitter followers don't know who Rhymefest is like you tried to dig at him and i guess it was kind of like ha ha funny but it just shows how immature and stupid your statements are and your approach to it is and so a part of the reason that i have to associate a lot of the problems with this with what's going on with your husband with you is because i see that in the public sphere you don't know how to handle the problems you don't know how to handle a situation a confrontation and to resolve it you actually make it 10 times worse by doing some childish petty stuff so i'm good on kim kardashian i've i've been good on kim kardashian always i may want to make it seem like i'm a fan of kim kardashian but i honestly really tried to give some consideration in which i still do like yo you know she's using what she can and her level of understanding like she's 
trying to be, you know, the best person that she can be. But fam, don't be out here going after people that are trying to challenge your husband to be better and you're defending him blindly and you really have no legs to stand on. Like, obviously, you didn't have anything to really say about what he has done for Donda's house because you start picking on somebody's quote unquote fake Yeezys. Like, fam, get out of here. Let it go. So Kim Kardashian... I'm roasting you and I really tried to I, I really wanted to like curse but I'm trying to you know I'm trying to be a better man <laughs> <laughs> well I'm I'm gonna do a toast I want to toast to uh, Jada Pickett and Gabrielle Union for their Red Table Talk on um, just friendship and you know the p- importance of relationships and I think it's great because in a culture that elevates um, romantic relationships uh, to a degree and kind of sometimes minimizes platonic relationships, I think what they did highlighted the importance of caring for and being responsible in your relationships with your friends and to value that and don't think that you could just, you know, that things are, re- are always replaceable. You know what I'm saying? That right. you could just, you know, well, I mishandled that person. I'll just replace it with somebody else. And them saying, you know, even though we did that, that was like a weight on my back that I didn't even realize. Um, and I thought it wasn't affecting me, but it was. So I just thought, and it, I just thought that it was big of them for them to be at the status they are and to still sit down and have a conversation and shout out to Gabrielle Union for telling on herself and just saying, you know, she was a hater and that she realized that she had to work on herself. And I think that kind of transparency and honesty, honesty frees people to be honest and transparent and self-reflective and to say, man, am I doing those same things? Am I, you know, shading people to try to make myself look bigger? Right. And I can see the comments of so many people seeming like, man, they saw themselves in what Gabrielle Union said. And then I I really love what Jada said when she was like, you know, you have to be ready for people to tell you the truth. She was like, for so long, she wasn't allowing people to speak truth to her um, because she didn't want that because she being a victim was more of how she wanted to live. So kudos to them because they didn't have to do that because of who they are and um i hope that it encourages us all to to have those uh courageous conversations with people and just to you know be self-aware and to start improving ourselves um and yeah i thought it was amazing so shout out to jada pickett smith gabrielle union wade for that dope conversation and shout out to Jada Pickett for just the red table. All the conversations have been amazing. Um, and I look forward to seeing what other content she brings. Uh, Cause it is, is dope. A hundred percent agree. I actually think the red table talk is kind of like one of my favorite new things. I really, I think it's, it's, it's really dope. I like the fact that it is not, it doesn't seem really contrived. It seems very natural and they seem to be kind of real honest about it. So I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. So we're going to get into this week's good vibe. This week's good vibe is it is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. And that is by a man named Herman Melville. 
and amen just be you fam be original try to be as original as possible if it's what you feel if it's who you are be that stop trying to be somebody else yo because yeah if you succeed you might succeed temporarily and then eventually fail and not be able to get yourself back to anywhere because you were trying to follow somebody else's mold and pattern and what they said and forget that crap it's whack it's trash. Yeah. Don't be Kim Kardashian. I'm just playing. Is that is that your favorite? That I really like saying stuff is trash. I see you like it, saying that too. Yeah, it feels good. It really feels good. Um, I think after watching Queen Sugar, I just realized how good it was. Like as I was watching the show, I kept screaming oh they say trash. trash. No, they don't say it. But as some stuff would happen, I would just screamed trash, and it made me feel good. Like it was like a relief that I got. So, you know I like what? to say it. I used to. I like to say it via text and use that trash emoji. I didn't even know. Oh yeah, the one is like the little the it's like a sign of like somebody yeah. putting the stuff in the trash. I'm yeah. actually gonna have to adopt that too then. Yeah. It's trash. Don't be trash. So, so much of this is tr- trash. The word you used on the last one is a scam. Scams and trash is running rampant in the Rampant era. out here. Scammy trash. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't be scammy trash don't if be scammy trash culture be authentic don't be scammy trash don't be scammy yeah. trash <laughs> that's gonna be a, I need to make a meme for, for our brunch culture don't be scammy trash so y'all yeah so y'all thank you for watching listening not watching uh, listening to another episode of brunch culture we always appreciate uh, you um, tuning into us and being faithful supporters, we really, really appreciate it. One of my friends uh, reminded me that she watches—I mean, listens to this all the time, even though she thinks Randall is way funnier than me. <laughs> I feel like I have some kind of uh, funny nature that I provide jokes as well. It's always um, interesting that I feel like the opposite. People, my my friends, think that you're very hilarious. I think it's maybe it's just people are just kind of used to you because. My friends are like, oh, you be so serious all the time. I like Lisa because she's like lighthearted. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's, you know, people that's too familiar with you, they don't value what you bring to the table. They don't love us. <laughs> exactly. That's what's, what it is. So, <laughs> y'all follow us on social media on Facebook at Brunch or just follow us using brunch, searching Brunch Culture at Brunch Culture on Twitter, Brunch underscore culture on Instagram. You can follow us on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture Spreaker. Subscribe on Spreaker, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. We're literally everywhere. You can email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com. My voice is a little hoarse, so excuse me if I sound a little deeper than I usually do. Um, And uh, remember, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.